me just go to bruisedtoos.com here. I always do this because I forget what number episode we're on. I always go to bruisedtoos.com to check what last times was. So then I can increment it by one. So I'm seeing last one was 519. So, Zach, what he's, on trying July to do, 11th. what he's trying to do is make me feel bad for not getting the latest one up. But um, what he's not saying is that he backdates every single episode he's ever uploaded to make it look like he got it up on time. So first I'm not taking all, any nonsense from this guy. First of all, not every episode. <laughs> only, I would say, 93% of episodes. The, mm-hmm. But the more crucial thing is, it's always up by the time we record the next one. I don't give a fuck. It'll go up. The tomorrow. real question is which episode is going to go up first, five twenty or five twenty one? It'll go up tomorrow. Well, I have I tomorrow off, and Beck's not here, so. Hello and welcome to Bruise Day Tuesday Podcast, episode 521. I'm Sam Ginsberg, and here is the cottage cheese of podcasting, Tyler Dribley. That's fair, because I also liked myself more when I was younger. Um, I guess I was thinking white, wet, and lumpy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what they say about me, baby. All right. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, welcome everybody. We're going to be talking about Anchor again and, uh, the commanders and wow, a lot of sports stuff and the Tour de France. Boy, we're turning into big sporty 440 over here. Am I right, you guys? Sure. Okay. Well, it's we've got a real. to agree than try and think about what you said. So yes, go. and we've got a real sporto over here wearing a uh, Chicago Bulls hat. So you know he likes the sports. It's Zach. Hey, Zach. Yep. You know I'm not bandwagoning, or if I did, I am, like, 30 years late. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that you're, like, Encino Man. You just came out of, uh, you know. Uh, it's 1996 yeah. in my mind. <laughs> the Bulls are still amazing. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. You're just hearing about them for the first time. You know, I think these Bulls are doing a really good job. I'm going to have to see what this Michael Jordan fellow is all about. Exactly. Sam gets it. Sam, Sam's on the same page. Uh, what are you drinking over there, though? You had a jet black can. I saw that. Yeah, I fucking love this. I saw this in the store. This is uh, from War Pigs Brewing. They have the coolest cans. In terms of cool cans, they're up there with coolest cans. Uh, a light in the black. It's super badass looking, and it's so funny because it's a German-style Pilsner. Uh, so <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and I bought it. I feel like um, one thing it's, is, like, all of their cans have sort of the same style. It's it's a lot mm-hmm. of white on black, jagged lettering for just the most boring shit in the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm told 5.4% ABV. I had to look it up on a website. I couldn't see it on the can. Doesn't mean it's not there. It just means you couldn't find it. And yeah. all these uh, heavy metal lyrics uh, <laughs> scrawled around here. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, it poured out, um, you know, beer colored. You've seen a beer commercial. It's, uh, like a light amber. Um, had a big old, uh, kind of velvety head on it, about an inch thick that has since faded. Um, but let's see here. I'm expecting a Pilsner. 
You know, it's it's not bad. It's got a little bit of a little bitter kind of bite on the tip of the tongue. Um, kind of clean finish. It is a Pilsner. It's fine. Uh, I was not expecting this to be anything really radically life-changing. I just thought it was, like, a fun dichotomy in the can. That is, I was like, oh, he's got some sort of, like, imperial stout or something. <laughs> and, and it's just like, or, like, a black IPA, and it's just just a Pilsner. Well, I do have a stout um, from Union Craft Brewing. I have Snow Pants Oatmeal Stout, and it's uh, 8.5% ABD. Oh, no, that's too bad. Um, it's really hot here, and uh, I don't want to be drinking 8.5% ABV, but that's what I had in my fridge. This does pour out jet black. It has a very lacy kind of caramel-colored head. Uh, smells, uh, hmm. A little coffee, a little chocolate. I'm not getting so much oatmeal, but I suppose that'll probably be more in the mouth feel. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, it feels kind of uh, smooth, like I would expect from the oatmeal stout. It tastes a little coffee-like and a little chocolate-like. Um, it's nice. I mean, it's not doing anything unusual, I don't think, but it tastes good. So that's good. Sam? Uh, yeah, I got one for you from Browers Van Steenberg. Pirat. P-I-R-A-A-T. Uh, and this is one of those, you know, some of these beers like that kind of have like kind of cheeky copy they want you to, to see. So here, here's the one for this. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. So that's fun. That's like a fun little Easter egg in the bottle there. Um, this is a Belgian coming in at 10.5. Oh. Hmm. That's good. It's got a big fat head on it. Yeah, usually with boozy beers, I'm not careful about pouring it hard because the bubbles go away so fast, but. Right. Uh, was not the case here. Uh, yeah, man, Belgians taste fucking good. I don't yeah. tell you. It's like, I'm gonna, it, I feel like Jed with sours, just like, I like drinking these. Um, yeah. But yeah, the malt's great, the hop is subtle. But it's there to hold some balance, and the yeast is really the star of the show, and it tastes yummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy in your tummy, tummy, tummy. Okay, cool. Speaking of things that I did or did not think were yummy, you guys want to hear about (laughs) the food that I ate this week? Oh, yep. We're going into we're going into the personal stuff right off the bat. Sure. It's it's it's, I was going to do food stuff, and we you just would not stop saying yummy. Um, so I'm, I made a rule for myself while I traveled to, uh, you know, cross the seven seas oh, yeah. over the hills and mountains to North Dakota. Right. I forgot you were in North Dakota. We talked about this and how you weren't even going to the fun Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. I was in North Dakota for all, almost a week. Uh, and who boy is that place not great, but, um, I have a rule for myself that uh, if I see something on a menu I've never heard of, I Google it, and if it sounds even okay, I order it just 
you know, to try it. A lot of qualifiers thought, on that rule. A lot of qualifiers. I know, I know. I was like, <laughs> wow, he's trying anything he's never heard of. That's really ballsy for this guy who has <laughs> I the anxiety. I see what it yeah. is, and if I well, think I'll like well, it, I'll order it. First, first I make sure there's no gluten in it, and then maybe <laughs> I can have it. Well, I mean, well, if, I, Sam's. <laughs> if I, if it was like, this is, this is like ceviche, then I'd be like, well, I hate ceviche, so I'm not going to order that. <laughs> um, yeah. So the first, I, I'm just, I had three specific meals, and I'm going to take you through them, and that's my context. Please stop yelling at me. Uh, the first one I had was, uh, I'm going to butcher this. You can help me. You can save me here, Tyler. It's German. Uh, Fleischkiekle? Sure, that's close enough. All right, cool. Um, which, according to Wikipedia, is common in Germany and North Dakota. So I, I guess there must be must have been German settlers back in the day. Uh, yeah. So it's essentially it's like it's it's meat pie esque. I expected it to be more pie shaped. It was almost more like an empanada, almost, but obviously um, European. Um, Do you know what you know what Fleischkuchle means? I mean, I know Fleisch means meat. Yep. Is Kuchle, does it mean pie or pastry or something? Little meat cake. Little meat cake? Yeah, I would yep. call it a little meat cake. Uh, it was fucking good. The the one thing I didn't see, though, that made me nervous was um, that, according to Wikipedia, it could have so much fat in it that, uh, like, like just, like, grease sitting around inside the pocket that they recommend uh, piercing it with a knife before eating. And I was about to, like... Uh, do it like a hand pie, and then I saw that, and I was like, I'm going to squash the inside of my throat. Uh, it's it's a very greasy food. That's food one of three. Food number two, this one I didn't Google because I had enough context and was too curious to give it up. Uh, what do you guys think a hot hamburger is? And uh, just for context, on this menu is also hamburger. So it's not like they're just <laughs> telling you that this hamburger is served hot as opposed to the other hamburger that's room temp. Hot hamburger is a specific dish. Is it like a spicy hamburger? No. Uh, I said hot ham? You heard me say that, right? What did you say? I, we were in North Dakota. They don't do spicy there. A, the, a, dude, a dude who was out with me got Carolina Reaper flavored wings and said they weren't spicy. And it's just, <laughs> Right, North Dakota. Got it. It's just the flavor of the wing, and that's what you want. It's the flavor of the pepper, not the heat. Right. Do, sure. Is it like chopped ham formed into a patty or something like that? Uh, no, I, you guys can keep guessing, but it's probably not fun anymore. Um, so imagine you have a hamburger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lose the buns, replace those with slices of white bread. Okay. Uh, cut it in half, spread that to each side, drop a bunch of fries in the middle, gravy. Gravy all over everything. Oh, no! It's a fork and knife burger that you no. have to because it's it's covered in gravy. And just imagine you don't know what you're in for, and then that hits the table, and you have to not feel like, oh, fuck. Just a little light here. I think I'll just do a quick uh, hot hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that is too bad. Uh, that probably, probably tasted okay. That just seems like a fucking lot. Yeah, the, my main issue with it was the gravy was not very hot. If the gravy were hot, I think it would have been better and also lived up to the name. It was like tepid gravy. It was the it had, it was a good flavor to it, but just the you know the mouthfeel there gets a little weird. Um, so good. And then the last one, obviously, I ate a food I'd never heard of at a bowling alley. Um, 
called a Payega. And I guess a Payega comes in many different flavors. Uh, it's, my understanding, it's Italian for fold. Uh, and as I described it while eating it, I think it's the correct description. It's like, what if a calzone wasn't very good? <laughs> I what thought was it was going to be like paella in a different form, like a, like a paella roll or something. I was yeah. scared. Yeah, it was going to be like a paella, like Hot Pocket or something. <laughs> it was... It definitely purported to be Italian and wasn't very Italian. It was served with ranch on the side to kind of give you an idea of exactly how legitimate Italian this food was. Well, I'm pretty sure Hidden Valley is in Italy, so that makes sense. <laughs> that, that. No one knows for sure because they haven't found it. <laughs> they have yet to find it. They say Hannibal found it on his march to Rome. <laughs> they died. The secrets died with those elephants. So what was in it? Well, you could get a bunch of different flavors. I... One of the most legitimate Italian experience. So I think I got the Italian meats flavored one. So it just was like lettuce, black olives, and capicola in like what? in like pretty Why undercooked dough. I don't know. Don't, that's why it's undercooked because there's fucking lettuce leaching water into the inside of the bread. Uh, Tyler, fucking your, morons. Your mic died again. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I I was thinking. Oh, you know, I don't like black olives. Maybe I should have gotten something that. I was more likely to like, but the the main issue was the dough was just like this weird lot of shit. So you ordered the not very good one, though, is the problem, I think. No. I guess I would have to go back to uh, Beulah, North Dakota, a thing I promised never to do to to try another Payega, but um, I don't think my selection was the issue. I think it's a bad idea. Someone had a bad idea for a food and then sold it. Well, I just definitely think with lettuce and black olives, you've already set yourself up for failure. I think they might have all had lettuce. Why would you put lettuce in something hot? It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Weiger? That joke is for Brian Smith, who doesn't listen. Got him. (laughs) All right. Well, um... Congrats on that culinary adventure Thank to our friends in the north. I mean, they're my friends to the west, and also they're not my friends. Give it to Canada. Mm. Are you just like west of North Dakota? I'm, that's not. You're like we're, south. We're, we're southeast, but east. we're easter than we are south. I hate easter. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking. Cadbury eggs, and otherwise, leave me alone. Uh, I think Cadbury eggs are gross. Yeah, well, I think you're gross. I don't like melty caramel. I think it's, like, upsetting. What about the cream cream filling ones? I I just like that it feels like someone's nutting in my mouth, but it tastes good. (laughs) (laughs) That rabbit's got tasty, tasty jizz. That dude is... uh, Pineapple 24-7. There's nothing else that <laughs> Pineapple 24-7 is uh, a pretty sweet, just, like, series of words. Yeah. Yeah, you can use that <laughs> for something. Um, let's go to another interesting collection of words from ESPN.com. Tension between Vingegaard's team, a French squad, over beer claim. This is fun, right? Uh, what, are, um, what are some of these words? <laughs> yeah, I guess Vingegaard mostly. 
I I had I so Sam when you were like you uh you look very confused or something at the beginning of the the episode it's because I was trying to sort out this article. Okay. Um, so the Tour de France is going on and there's uh, a dude Jonas Vingegaard I'm probably butchering that who's Dutch and he's just like kicking ass and so everybody's like this guy might be on the juice and so I think in order to deflect um attention from his guy being on the juice, Vingegaard's coach was like, no, he did so well because everybody else drank a whole lot of beer, which is bad for you. And everybody else was like, we weren't drinking beer. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's it's weird to lie so hard. Yeah. Like, next to all the people you're, you're telling fibs about. Yeah. Also, I like how aggressively offended somebody was. So basically he said he saw French people drinking beer. There was only one French team in the same hotel as, like, him that night. And they're all mad, I guess. Uh, Everybody's they real- said they would- Yeah, go ahead, Zach. They described it as a vile attack. Uh, to be accused of drinking yeah. beer during the tournament. And then, well, and then the guy, the coach, who was like, they were drinking beer, is like, alcohol is poison to the body. Which is just like, I mean, it's, he's not it's, wrong. It's but strictly calm speaking down. true. Yeah, he's not wrong, but calm down, guy. Are um, we sure riding a bike up a hill isn't poison to the body? Because it sure feels like it. It's definitely poison to your nads. I mean, <laughs> those bike seats, the ones for the Tour de France, they are not cushioned at all. I just am lucky I was blessed with two lefties. <laughs> they both, they're both on one side. You're like a flatfish. You're like a flounder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so I sit on a bike seat. They're both on the left. Nothing. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Huh. But yeah. Don't no, believe me, listener. Come to my house and ask to look at my nuts. Um, it does. It's, it's a very big war of words over like, I don't know. It seems very silly. But I, I think it's because the article insinuates that this dude is doping. And I think that's like the bigger uh, conversation that's going on. I would say he the, the article insinuates that there's suspicion of him doping. Because I think they're really trying to cover their own asses. Probably. Um, but also, like, can't you just test for that shit? Like, why? Like, well, I, yeah, you'd think so, but then it just came out, like, a couple months ago that Lance Armstrong was using, like, a fucking motor during the Tour de France. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you'd, you'd think you'd be able to figure that one out real easy. I can't believe he double-lied to Oprah. Like, he, he went on there and he never came clean about that fucking motor. It's so, oh, man. That's it's, some Looney Tunes so ass. sociopathic. Like, yeah. But honestly, at some point, the Tour de France just has to be like, well, there, I guess there's two directions they could go in. Well, everyone's always cheating, so we're going to have to give people, like, stock bikes that that are, like, randomly distributed yeah. and test everybody at every stop. Or they can go the fun way and not test anybody, and if no one catches you with a motor, like, while it's happening... After it, after the words, it's like no harm, no foul. In the same way, it's like a lot of the time in basketball, someone will set like an egregious illegal screen, and then after the game, be like, "Oh yeah, man, I got him good, and we definitely <laughs> won because of that illegal screen I set." Because like after the game's over, it's not like they're gonna overturn the 
the outcome. I, guess, I, I kind of would like them to go that way. Well, I, I want, like, in yeah. football, if you do something really great, you get drug tested after the game. They just, like, that's how you know you really did something cool. It's like, they'll, yeah. you'll make, like, an amazing tackle, and they're like, drug test him. And they'll just <laughs> read it. They're like, I got drug tested after the game. You know how it was. Uh, I think they should, you know, I do, I think they should let Barry Bonds be, like, the commissioner of the Tour de France and just be like, hey, if you're under what I'm pissing, you're fine. Well, it's on a curve. The Tour de France, they're going to pretend like they're doing stuff to crack down, but they don't really want to. Like, they want records broken and people going fast as shit, because that's what brings also, on. Do people give a fuck about this? Like, you know, it's, like, not, I know it's, like, famous, but, like, yeah, people care. Cares? There's money. There's I money care. to be made. I think people in Europe care. Yeah. I think, there's, I think this is this is the same as the Champions Cup or whatever the fuck. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the, the America's Cup, Cup in sailing or, yeah. But um, I no, guarantee I, you, there's a football trophy, a, a European football trophy called the the, the Champions Cup. Yeah. That's definitely a thing. Absolutely. I don't know if you there's want the, it or not. The Champions League is like the best soccer teams in Europe all play each other for like the Super Championship. Yeah, and that, that makes sense, sense to me. That that sounds, makes sense to me. That sounds like some anime bullshit right there. It is. Like, it's yeah. awesome. It's a tournament arc. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But uh, I like the Tour de France is complicit because at some point they had to be like, man, this motherfucker's going fast. You think he's got a motor? And they were just like, nah, that's fine. He's he's bringing in the eyeball. He'll be <laughs> Fuck, you know, it's the exhaust coming out of the back of his bike. They're like, he must have caught his wheels on fire. He's going so fast. Well, they really, they really, there's no benefit to them to crack down on like a charismatic person who's winning a bunch of bringing eyes to their tournament. You know? Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. His nut cancer is the best thing that ever happened to the Tour de France. It is. Because now it's just, like, more reason for everybody to root for this guy. And by everybody, I mean Americans. So everybody. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't care. We didn't watch. Yeah. But, um, but no, it's the beer. It's that everybody else was drinking beer. That's the real culprit. And it's poison for your body. It is. Yum. Delicious, delicious poison. Uh. That was the poison escaping. Oh, I thought that was you volunteering to share some content. I, ha- I mean, I have content. I've been talking to you in two weeks. This is like the longest it's ever been for us. <laughs> I went, I went crabbing today. I went to California a couple weeks ago. I don't know. What do you want to hear about? Uh, crabbing, I guess. Cool. So I go crabbing for. Um, uh, no, hear him out. My job. <laughs> it's, part of, it's part of my job is that we lead a crabbing program, and I, it, it was kind of fun. So I got some crabbing stuff, and Beck and I went crabbing today. And went to a place uh, that's not at my work, and boy, there sure were no crabs out there. Let me tell you what. Is it possible you're bad at crabbing? No, no, no. No, um, it's not possible. It's not possible. I'm excellent. No, I, I don't think you can. Well, you can be kind of bad at it, but it's, like, really easy. Have you ever gone crabbing? So no. when I hear crabbing, I think throwing a trap into the shallows. Right, right, right. You can do that. That's not what I do. Um, there are, these are you talking about the thing where you stand at the tide and, like, dig through the sand no. as the water no. goes out? No, 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 no. I do this Maybe third I should thing. stop guessing. Yeah, probably. I do a third thing. I use what are called hand lines, and it's basically like a little, not like a hook, but think of it as a hook for all intents and purposes, attached to a weight and a line. And you put some bait on it, like a chicken neck or something like that, and you throw it out there. And then it just, like, sits on the bottom, and a crab grabs onto the chicken neck to try to eat it. And then you just pull it up out of the water. And it's like, fuck! And it's just like, oh, I'm eating this chicken neck. I don't even care. 
and then you catch the crab. And uh, it's it's really easy, really, really easy. And there's not, like, a whole lot of skill to it, which is why I'm, like, you can pull the line, like, too fast, but it's pretty easy to crab. And um, is this why you like crabbing so much? Yes, oh. 100%. Because if you remember in California, I was trying to go surf fishing, which you do need skill for, and I sucked at that. Horrible at that. But I catch crabs. But but you did <laughs> Hold bring... on, hold on. I was I was trying to move. I tried yep. to move. I got you. Yep. You, you brought some squid on a bus? That's what I oh, call. yeah. Nobody liked me on that ride because I had like an eight foot long fishing pole and some squid on a public transportation bus. <laughs> but what are you going to do? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You're right. You can't get that in an Uber. You can't get a fishing pole that big in an Uber. I couldn't. So. Yeah. Um, but so we went crabbing today, uh, and, um, two crabs were caught. I did manage to get one crab, but I didn't keep it. It was just like a quarter of an inch under size that you can keep them, which was kind of a bummer. Uh, but before I got what that crab. What if you would have been a vase for a while until he grew big enough then? Could you eat him? Oh, I don't know the regulations on that. That sounds like some tomfoolery. <laughs> I mean, you remember your religion, of course. The yeah, the cult of the lobster. So, so I did look into that. Okay, uh, I mean, I guess I don't know if crabs function the same way or not. I don't know. Well, I looked into the lobster thing more. So um, it's not as easy. You can't just keep a lobster like in a big ass tank and feed it and keep it alive forever because eventually the energy that they expend to molt is more energy than they have in their body, and that's what kills them. Cool. Uh, so what we need to modify the cult of the lobster a little bit. Everybody needs to be an excellent uh, crustacean surgeon to make strategically placed cuts in the carapace to reduce, yeah, to make the molting easier, reduce the energy, and then you could potentially keep this lobster alive for like a thousand years. Could you alternatively feed them more? I don't and think it, instead of no. modifying the output, I'm talking about modifying the input. <laughs> lobster growth hormone, <laughs> just make sure. these lobsters jacked as fuck. Well, yes. I'm more talking Make them about aggressive like, and smart. Energy comes from food. If they don't have an energy, maybe give enough energy, just give I them think, more food. I think probably their body cocaine. can't store it. Could you strategically give them cocaine mm. right when they're about to molt to, like, give them a little <laughs> boost? Right. Just listen, to out really fast. I, and I then know wolf lobster. I just <laughs> said I was okay with people using roids in the Tour de France, but... <laughs> But the cult of the lobster is is where I draw the line. No performance-enhancing drugs for these lobsters. They're our god. What? Yeah. Low stakes. Like, what, like, low stakes, like, sport would you want to introduce, like, a a drug of your choice to? Because I think the cup stacking, but give all those kids a bump before they get on there. Let's see what they can do. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I was thinking maybe uh, go to the Little League World Series and give them all high C before they get. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! That sucked. That sucked real bad. <laughs> so shameless. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I do think that it'd be funny to, you know, pickleball. Like all the old people love pickleball. Just fucking give all these old people playing pickleball like LSD or peyote or some shit. <laughs> I don't think that would help. I don't think it would help either. I just think it would be funny to introduce that drug into that sport. That's all. <laughs> Oh, man. Or conversely, give them human growth hormone and just have these jacked up <laughs> just fucking wailing wiffle balls at each other. I mean, I would love to see my dad uh, hallucinate, <laughs> so and, I <laughs> and I would love to see my dad 
uh, Jack is Helen angry for no reason. <laughs> and, and he's a he's an avid pickleballer. Your dad, your dad has he's he's cultivated mass. Now he can start harvesting. Yeah. yeah he's not, about no. 30, 30 years late to start harvesting that mass. No, no, I think he's ready. I think he's got strategic mass reserves. Like, I could see him just getting, like, if you started giving him HGH, I think he would get huge. The thing is, he exercises a lot and is yeah, but still, not, still a big fat guy. And is he on, I'll tell is you he on, why, it's he exercises more so that he can eat more. He's not really trying to lose weight anymore. He's just trying to not gain that much weight, and he knows if he gets to exit, if he exercises, he gets to eat, and it's, the, it's his only pleasure. In I'm his not life. interested in him losing weight. I just want to convert that mass to muscle. You know, like I just want him to get hard as stone. <laughs> did, did I tell you my theory that um, Vin Diesel made Jason Momoa get fat before the latest Fast and the Furious movie? It's my conspiracy theory. I was watching the previews, and I was like, Jason Momoa looks like actually dog shit. Like, in the previews of the movie, he looked fucking bad. And I was like, Vin Diesel's doing this. You think that's, hmm. But didn't Vin Diesel do that movie where he was a lawyer and he looked gross? Are you thinking of Liar Liar? (laughs) No. No, no. Vin Diesel did some, like, indie movie where he got real big, I think. And he looked like, he looked like some spoiled cottage cheese to bring it back to the beginning. You're not thinking of the whale starring Brendan Fraser. <laughs> nope. I don't know. Sam's googling about. it. Sam's googling uh, it. Find Me Guilty, 2006 film. Sure. Does he look like spoiled cottage cheese? He's had almost 20 years to bounce back from this movie. I'm just saying. I don't think he's a man who's worried about his body. Are you, man, this this thing only Chronicles has like Riddick? 80 pixels in it, but uh, he looks pretty dumpy. Man. Speaking of the Chronicles of Riddick, Pitch Black was a pretty good movie. Pitch Black is pretty good. That is like the this sentence that has propelled Vin Diesel's entire career. Yeah. The little sputtering engine on the bicycle <laughs> of his career is, wow, Pitch Black was better than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, honestly. Like, I've seen that a couple times on Sci-Fi Channel, and it's, like, not bad. It's pretty legit. Uh, Let's go to our next article, shall we? <clears throat> Speaking of things that used to be considered pretty legit, from VinePair.com, Anchor employees launch bid to rescue Iconic Brewery from liquidation. This is uh, this is the the third in our Anchor news. In- oh, man, that burp was unfortunate. Woo! Okay, so this is the third in our Anchor news uh, series. Um, so if you all remember... Like, a couple weeks ago, they were like, we're going to stop distributing nationally. And everybody was like, that's crazy. And then two days later, they were like, actually, we're shutting down for good. Um, and now, uh, I guess a couple people are trying to prevent that. So Narragansett, um, I don't know, looked into acquiring it. But we're talking about the Anchor employees themselves. They've approached uh, the parent company, Sapporo, saying that they would like uh, to buy – all the stuff and run it as a co-op, which would be cool, but I also feel like there's a zero percent chance of that happening. Correct. Sam, I'm uh, just looking at the Find Me Guilty Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> I Why? Vin Diesel's failed attempt at Oscar bait. He got slightly fat and then decided to never get unfat. Seven <laughs> I guess later. that's true. I guess that's true. 
I just I want I want to show you guys these pictures. It's like a like it worked for Christian Bale. Christian Bale's like I'll modify my body all over the place. Yeah, I just think in a lot of ways Vin Diesel thinks he's exactly like Christian Bale. And that's like the 100% the problem. Like 100% the problem with everything in Vin Diesel's career. See, this picture though you sent us, Sam, doesn't he's look got like hair. That's not him. It's not what I was talking about. He looks like he's guest starring in an episode of The Sopranos in this picture. Or like, I just or like that he has, he has a napkin tucked into his shirt like he's about to <laughs> eat a sloppy dinner. He's <clears throat> about to eat a bunch of spaghetti and get shot at his house. <laughs> exactly. Did you say monk, by the way, Zach? Yeah, we've been watching Monk on You've been uh, watching Peacock. Monk? I fucking like Monk a lot, it turns out. What it's year delightful. is it? Uh, That's well, fine. Monk. I don't mind. I don't mind that you're watching Monk. It's just like you're watching Monk now? I've seen it before. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. But just not since the mid-early 2000s. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The, the middle aughts when... Uh, yeah. I didn't remember that Monk and Psych were on TV at the exact same time. There's, like, significant overlap between On the same shows. channel, right? S- same channel. USA characters welcome. USA characters in California. They're both California special private investigators that solve serialized crimes. They probably would have hurt each other. Do they ever do a crossover episode? They do not, but in the last season, uh, at least I didn't have my recollection, but in the last season of Psych, 100%, the, all the characters start moving to San Francisco, and he's like, sick, I'll move to San Francisco with you guys, you can keep this psych thing rolling, uh, we'll help the, the SFPD, and they're like, they've already got a guy. And oh, then that's, they, that's like their wink wink, yeah. I like that. Like, what? What's the yeah. best crossover? Um, Harlem Globetrotter, Scooby-Doo, second one, Brother on the Boat. Locked and loaded, okay, alright. <laughs> I don't know, uh, that was the first one I could think of. I let's just, like, move on. Let's move on. <clears throat> Let's move on. Um, so yeah, so uh, anchor the 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 employees just want uh, to try to buy the stuff, but I I just like it seems like I really is that Peter Dinklage? Peter Dinklage? <laughs> <laughs> it is. You can't put a how you can't put a mustache on him and, and trick me. He's wearing like, yeah. a boys bar mitzvah yeah. suit, and you're gonna, you're gonna trick me. Come on. You're gonna try to you're gonna try to throw in the hottest dwarf that's ever existed and think you can sneak him past me? I don't think so. That looks like an SNL skit, like that image. <laughs> if you're just a show, like, what's this from? I'm like, I don't know. There's probably like a bit. Chris Kattan's probably handing him that food right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, huh. brother! Oh my god! So yeah, uh, I keep trying to talk about anger, Steam. Sam, please, please stop sending us. Stills from uh I, mean, go, I, I mean, only sent you two and they're both great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kinda I think we we talked in the past about and I don't remember the context, just like how much do people care about legacy? Oh no, it was in reference to how like Abbey breweries are going away. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it was like and it was like, do we Who give cares? a shit? Like yeah. like give a couple of points for cultural heritage and, and historical context, but at some point it's just like, whatever, we'll live. Uh, and that's kind of how I feel about Anchor. Like, I, I would not want to go back in time and remove Anchor from existence because it would have set craft beer back a decade. Uh, so I, you know, I thank you for your service. But also, I'm not sure I ever had an Anchor beer that I really liked. 
I had, yeah. I had a bunch of anchor beers that were fine. I never had an anchor beer that, that I really enjoyed. And I think probably yeah. what's happening is anchor rested on their laurels for a yeah. hundred years or whatever. And now just, you know, they're not selling anymore because, because all they had was that legacy from way back. I think that's when your niche is being like better than like Bud Light and like pretty much as available in a lot of places. Like once everybody else kind of catches up, you're kind of shit out of luck. I think almost every other major city where people are buying like non-major beers has some local brewery that's better than they are at some point and has been for a while. Yeah. But it's like, but like it was like them and like Sierra Nevada. And that was like, yeah. for a little bit, that was like it other than like macros like in a lot of places. And now it's yeah. like, Sorry, you're, you were rolling in at a hot C minus for 60 years, and like people actually like caught up with you now. Yeah, they were riding a curve, and then the curve died, and they were like, "Wait a minute, were we not good all along?" Oh no, correct. I, so I think what's more interesting to me in this article is that somebody is trying to save Anchor because I agree, I don't really care. I think it's more interesting that they're trying to run it as like an employee co-op. That'd be cool. That'd be fine. Um, I think it's funny, though. They love the place, then fuck is, it. Is that fucked, though? Their employees loved it so much they want to buy it, and it was still crappy? Like, yeah. they were making it with passion every day? Are you kidding me? You guys love it? It's not just like, hey, we clock in, we clock out, we get our paycheck, we go home, that's the that's I mean, life. Your recipe is your recipe, and even if you're making it at, like, 100% purity and efficiency. Yeah. If you're, if like your most daring beer is a porter, this is what's gonna happen. We're not stout people. We're scared of those. Let's just put a little water in the top of that and call it a porter. I think they 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 need someone to come in and shake this up and make you know a Roush beer. Yeah, hell yeah, man. That'd be why don't they just only make Roush beers? I would keep them in business. They can make some dumb shit in San Francisco, too, especially if they make it a co-op. They can make whatever the fuck they want. Like, people will be like, well, we have a bakery that's a co-op, but now we have this brewery that's a co-op. We're good to go. I don't, so I don't actually understand how co-ops work, which is why I think I'm a socialist and not a communist. Don't they all just own the business and, like, you just I don't get, know. like, I don't people know. pay? Yeah, I don't so know. instead of, instead, uh, can I just tell you, Tyler? Cause I you can tell me, but it won't solve my problem. Uh... In, in, instead of uh, every like one person being at the top and paying yeah. everyone else salaries and uh, you know revenue minus cost minus payroll equals your take home, there is there is no one like that. It's say ten people owe it, uh, own it. They all work quote unquote for free. No one makes wage or salary. They all work there. They share the income. They share. Uh, whatever expenses there are, and then if they make say a thousand dollars in profit that year, they split it ten ways, and that's their take home. Yes, no, Sam. Uh, thank you. I understand that. I just mean like that's not what I'm saying. But like, so if it was, if it was like, yes, like just like your local bakery, and it's like you and four other people. Explain this like I'm five. Oh, you explained it. No, no shit. Sam, I'm gonna punch you in your head. Um. But, like, Winco is, like, an employee-owned company, and there are multiple Wincos. There's not just one Winco. So there's got to be, like, a corporate board. I don't know, Winco. I don't know of Winco. Win- it's a It's a grocery store. 
And there are like a bunch of them all over the place. So there's got to be some corporate board of Winco. So how are they all equal owners? It doesn't make any sense. Just to me. because they're all owners doesn't mean they're equal owners. It could be. So then what's sounds like. So then what's you got to read point? Animal Farm. It's going to explain a lot of this to you. But so, so then, but so, so then the main the main difference is your income doesn't come from wage or salary. It comes from equity, like profit sharing. Just if the company does well, it. everyone does well. If the company does bad, everyone but, does bad. So in theory, it encourages everyone to put in extra effort. I don't know that that happens. But somebody's still idea. getting, but like somebody's still getting paid more. Are they? De- depending on your equity setup. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It functionally, it doesn't seem any different to me. Yeah, I just explained to you for a couple reasons why it's substantially different, but that's fine. I told you you could explain it to me, and it wasn't going to fix my problem. I did say Sounds that. like a bunch of gobbledygook to me. I don't, I don't know about all I that. I did say that at the beginning. So When I worked at Subway, I, I made it my, my business to sleep on the job as much as possible. And if the money I was making wasn't eight fifty an hour, it was 0.001% of the take-home, I would have actually bothered to try. Hmm. Except for if you hadn't tried, you'd be putting money right in the pocket of a pedophile. I didn't yeah, know Garrett. at the time, of course. No one did. It was He uh, told me uh, I was cute, but I didn't really take anything. First of all, they have on I think it's on HBO Max, like a a true crime like documentary about Jared being like yeah. a horrible pedophile. Yeah. Topkin started watching it, I was like, Nope. I just fucking got up out of the room, like I can't yeah. watch Oh. This, but none of the new hires at work, who were all born in like the year 2000, they don't know at all about Jared from Subway. They were like, "What?" I was like, "You're the craziest scandal ever in the history of modern like brands." Is that Subway's national spokesperson for like 18 years was a fucking pedophile, like super aggressively? You know, Coca-Cola really came out of that looking well because if that polar bear had eaten no, seventy no, no. orphans, it wouldn't even be as bad as Well Jared. because Coca-Cola was like murdering people in like the Amazon for a while and then Jared decided to diddle a bunch of kids and Coca-Cola's looking fine. <laughs> yeah, Nestle's trying to see how they can hire out a bunch of known pedophiles into competing yeah. businesses to take the heat off. That's right. Unilever is out there torturing bats. <laughs> oh my god. Well, uh, someone's got to do it. Wait, speaking actually, of I don't know. torture, let's listen to Zach talk about his life. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You asked for it. Um, I think the only like really exciting thing I've done recently is we went up to a wedding um, for a friend in Stillwater, Minnesota. Yeah. And first of all, Stillwater was fantastic. Yeah. It was super cute, like downtown, like old timey downtown, uh, but a ton of shit to do. Super weirdly vibrant nightlife for a city with, like, no colleges in it. Like, we were out super late, obviously, like, both nights over the weekend, and there was, like, tons of people out, like, going pretty hard. Um, so, a big thumbs up for Stillwater. thought it was super cool. Um, I realized at the wedding I didn't know the bride. So, I'm, I'm friends with, with the groom, but I didn't know the, I really didn't know the bride as well as I thought I did uh, when we got there. And... Um, her family she was had like three arms. No, no, no. I, I, I've noticed that. Um, her family was like very southern. Like they were like, "Come on, y'all, how's it going?" And I was like, "What the fuck?" I was <laughs> like, "Is she southern? <laughs> what?" Because she talks normal. Um, and I just assumed 
I don't know. I guess I academically knew that she was from Virginia, but based yeah. on the way that she talked, I thought, like, not that part of Virginia, like the northern yeah. part. And then they were like, bling, 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 bling. <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, all of them? Not just, like, one of your cousins? It was all of them. And then it turns out her dad is a pastor. And I was, like, rifling through the Rolodex of all the offensive shit I constantly say over, the like, the year plus that I spent time with her. I was like, I... Did I say anything really bad in front of her? Maybe. But he what was a southern of, pastor. What kind? Like the snake handling kind? Or? I wish. I fucking wish. Nah, it seems like pretty normal. Oh, the, the little boy dick handling. Oh, God. The snake <laughs> handling kind. Yeah, the snake handling kind. The little boy dick handling. So I went to California for a wedding, and it fucking sucked. I was so pissed. Um, I, uh, so, Sam, you're... Your wedding, I thought, was pretty good. Like, we got the pictures out of the way before everything. Like, I didn't feel like I had to do that much. This wedding, I was fucking, like, driving around, like, eight hours a day I was spending getting ready for this wedding. Because they, like, did not prep at all. Like, moving chairs and shit. And, like... Did you have, a like, a an assignment? Well, I Were was in... the groomsman? Or? I was in the groom... I was a groomsman, yes. Okay. But I was just like, damn, I came out here on a fucking work trip, apparently. I was pissed off. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I, I mean, was... I think the reason my groomsman didn't get put to work is, you really trust Jed? You really trust Jed to help you out? No. No? <laughs> but, you really like, trust Tyler? I didn't lose those rings. You didn't lose the rings. My one, that was my one, uh, obligation at the wedding. And you kept washing your hands, holding them over a bunch of seats. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, but stop putting me in weddings. I don't want to do it anymore. It's fucking irritating. <laughs> You're retired. You're retired now. I'm tired of it. I want to be worse friends with people so I have less responsibility, fewer responsibilities. Your Rainer's going to get married tomorrow, <laughs> and it's going to be like, uh, I thought I was out, and they keep dragging well, me. Well, so here. so that's the thing. Like, if Rainer asked me to be in his wedding, I'd be like, okay. Like, I know that I'm spending like ten hours a day, like getting ready for his wedding, because he's a fucking disaster, right? Like, I would understand that, but I didn't expect it from this friend, and so I was just, I was unprepared, and then I was just mad. And did you tell him? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should have cut in during the first dance. <laughs> And aired your grievances. Like <laughs> hey, by the way. Well, they did. Actually, have, they, pain in the ass. they had an open mic for a toast, and I was like, that's pretty fucking dangerous. But, uh. Yeah, that's a bad man. Idea. That's a bad that's, idea. It that's, that's them daring you to say some shit. It was bad, yeah. So there was somebody who just gave a, just a terrible speech. I mean, it was supposed to. They didn't say anything, like, bad. It was just so rambling and long, and everyone was like, okay, shut the fuck up now, you know? Classic. Did they tell people in advance they were going to do this? No, 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 none of it, none so of it was like... So that's why like, if you're going to write a half-decent toast, you need yeah. at least, you know, a couple hours or no. something to, you know, spo- you know, you can splooge all that out yeah. on the page and then, okay, let me cut two-thirds right, right, right. of this and no, that's leave what I'm the best shit. It was all very DIY, presumably unlike what Zach experienced in Stillwater. This one was clearly planned, um, and I didn't have to do anything because I was just a guest, so even if it wasn't, I wouldn't know. Um, But uh, they did have uh, a couple people had to get removed from the wedding because they were too drunk. Um, I did not know them at all. Uh, They were at a table next to mine, but they were, like, escorted out um, just because they were, like, like, 
like, I don't know, they were on a boat and everyone else was in a building, um, <laughs> like, walking around, like, walking around. Um, I guess, from talking to my buddy after the reception, he had had, like, an open bar up to, like, X amount of dollars. Yeah. And I, I don't remember what they actually spent on the open bar. Um, but apparently they went over the limit before the the ceremony was done. Oh, shit. Like, we were in the reception place where, like, the ceremony happened in the same place as the reception. Um, and so there was a bar right next to you. And, like, I'm obviously not going to get up during the fucking yeah. 20-minute wedding ceremony, yeah. whatever the fuck it was. Uh, which I thought was tasteful, considering apparently how many clergy were in the house. They kept <laughs> it pretty short and sweet. But, yeah, they ran, they ran out of their... It was tight. They they ran out of alcohol uh, of their budget before the ceremony was over, and they had to be like, uh, "Here's a check for like two thousand more dollars," because uh, they knew it was too early. They're like, "Oh, we can't, we can't go to cash bar yet." That's crazy. Uh, so he was like, "That was fucking nuts." We definitely underestimated how drunk everyone was going to be. And I was like, "I think I found the culprits right here." Uh, They're probably woman. drinking and not enjoying top health, top shelf shit. Just paying no. the ass for it. Yeah, it was, uh, so that was awesome. It, it was pretty sloppy. Otherwise, it was a pretty fun wedding. Um, the, the bride's dad, the pastor, had like a weird, he was like a cult leader. N- not like she's in a cult. Like he, he was part of, I think, like a, like a fairly, I don't know what denomination, but like a standard one. Um, not even like a cool one with snakes, but like everyone loved him so much and I thought he was just fine. Um, and they had this whole family that was, like, attached to theirs. It was, like, a satellite family. Like, they were all, like, really good family friends. They, like, intermarried and stuff. Like, the kids were, like, intermarried. Yeah. And they were, like, yeah. Uh, they were, like, yeah, come on. And they, they would, like, they were, like, everybody listen to Pastor. Everybody listen to Pastor T. And, like, er- and like they would just, like, cheer for him all the time. And I was, like, they fucking love this guy. And he's, like, fine. That makes me like, feel that's, like. It's uh, weird. He. Yeah. Uh, abandoned them in the woods and then uh when they were all gonna starve to death had soup and was like here's some soup and now they all like worship her as uh, their lifesavers and life creators. i think i think yeah, i think they've all gone to confession with pastor t and he's now holding some dork secrets over their heads Ooh. oh yeah but yeah they like in their speeches like hyphenated their last names together like as like a sign of but they're bonding. Um, it, it was wild. I was like, hmm, okay. Um, but yeah, he was okay. He had a, his, like a head, he had like a primary henchman, um, who I think was another pastor that like also really like looked up to him. Um, even though they were the same age, which I don't like, I don't like that dynamic at all. I don't think you should have a mentor who's your own age. Yeah. Um, was it this and, Come on. <laughs> huh, let me take a look here at this valid link. Now, see, that's Vin Diesel when they hit you. Nope. See, that's, that's the same thing. Find me guilty. <laughs> um, but uh, the second, the henchman, the primary henchman, who if I had to fight everyone at the wedding, I would fight, like, midway through to, like, establish that I was halfway through the fight. Um, he got obliterated at the wedding. Uh, so we were all doing fireball shots with him. He was buying everybody's shots. Uh, he got sloppy drunk. He was, like, grinding up on a bunch of dudes, um, which I felt like was indicative yeah. of a lot. Yeah. It explained yeah. a lot of the dynamic that I saw that night. And then um, we had, like, a sparkler walkout for the bride, like, after, at the end of the reception. So everybody who was there, like, to close it down, we just did, like, a thing just to get something for, like, a, the video. 
And he was, like, sticking sparklers up his nose and, like, dicking around, like, with them. Uh, and then he, like, lit them and was, like, putting them by his, like, face. He's, like, putting them in his pee hole. Um, yeah. And sounding. Jesus Christ, my dick hurts so bad. <laughs> he was, like, ugh. And he was, like, basically just up there, like, doing armpit farts. And they were, like, I don't remember his name. They were, like, Bear, you fucking idiot, knock it off. And uh, it's just, like, I know exactly what the dynamic here is. Like, it was very weird to, like, step in, and I was definitely, I walked away from it knowing, like, I did not know my friend's wife very well at all, it turned out. That's odd. I, uh, I didn't get drunk at the wedding, but I got extremely drunk, like, two days before, and then as part of, like, you know, my duties, I had to go pick some dude up from the airport, and definitely threw up in the airport parking lot and then, like, out front of a sandwich <laughs> shop a little bit later. <laughs> and I was like, I'm 33 years old. I shouldn't be throwing up on the street. This is not – this is unacceptable. Oh, that's amazing. People throwing up, I actually think, is one of the funniest things. Uh, someone who doesn't want to throw up throwing up to me is, like, the height of comedy. I was – I was I was driving him to his like Airbnb and we like parked outside and I was like oh god I got the hot mouth and I just like hopped out <laughs> and threw yeah. up on the street but it was in front of a sandwich <laughs> shop so did you know this guy at all yeah yeah okay he was like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> no but did he say typical when he saw you throw up uh no no he did not he just thought it really loud yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we should do, uh, this last article just in passing from SI.com. Uh, Josh Harris, who's the new commander's owner, he bought a thousand drinks for people who are at, like, a, uh, new ownership party. So, um, it seems like he's trying, trying to draw a contrast between himself and the Wicked Witch Dan Snyder. The thing is, he doesn't have to ingratiate himself to people by buying them drinks. He's, he's being not Dan Snyder, and people are going to fucking love him for that. Yeah, well, he's just uh, padding that bottom line. In the same way as I recently discovered my favorite thing about my house, is that it's not in North Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's all I have to say about this. That's it. You want to rate these beers? Uh, Yeah, it's all right. Uh, Um, Oh, Sam, you look like you really want to rate yours. Yeah, um, I feel like this is a rating I've given a dozen times before, but wow, when a Belgian does its job right, it's it's really quite delicious. Uh, <laughs> it's the funniest video. I think about this video and laugh to myself just to watch it and you get a second, but don't hang up before you watch it. I want it's only fourteen I, seconds. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> you think it has the bowl cut? Oh, it's it's incredible. Should I just watch it now? So yeah, I just watch it. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just watch it. Takes fourteen seconds. You're gonna love it. Everything about it is funny. I've watched it. Every single person's face in the video is funny. <laughs> no one's surprised. <laughs> All the time. I like first. He like lets a little bit out. And he like, he's so casual looking. He never uncrosses his arms. <laughs> he gets like a little cheeky smirk. Yeah. <laughs> the girl, the girl oh next my to him, who is like, oh, my squash <laughs> goddess. <laughs> Every single person's face is funny in that video. It is. I, I think about it all the time, and I always laugh just imagining it. 
So Sam, um, oh, you just watched this video of people vomiting. Uh, tell us about your beer. And How'd I you still like? would love to drink more of this beer if it were here right now. Um, I'm going to give it probably one of my lower ratings for Belgian at a 7.7. 7. Um, and maybe that's just Belgian fatigue. But as I say, for most Belgians, this Belgian tastes like a Belgian, which is really good. So drink it, everyone. Yeah. Um Kind of similar to how I felt about uh, Union Brew- Craft Brewing's Snow Pants Oatmeal Stout, 8.5%. Um, it wasn't doing anything different, but it had a nice, smooth mouthfeel, and it was kind of uh, dark, malty, and coffee-like, and the 8.5 was nice. So I think I'll give it an 8 and recommend it to, I, uh, mm, I don't know, uh, people who... I don't know. It's a good beer. Just fucking drink it. I don't know. It's good beer. I recommend it to people. Full stop. Nice. Zach? Um, yeah, I had a Light in the Black uh, from Warpig Brewing. 5.4%. Classic little German-style Pilsner. Um, nothing too crazy. It was a Pilsner. This is another beer that I guess I recommend if you've, like, only like Bud Light, and you, then you want to like impress your friends. I guess I don't really know. Um, or if you just think the dichotomy of the label and the beer is funny, um, and you wanted to be able to drink the rest of these because every now and then you come on the podcast and you bring on some horrible beer, then you have to drink the rest of them the next week. Um, so to me and to those other people, I recommend it. I will give it like a five point one. It was fine. Okay. All right. Well, um, Sam, you know what you're drinking next week? I have a couple more of these uh, Van Steenbergs. I got, like, a variety pack. So I might have one of those next week. I might have one of those a different week that isn't next week. Oh, my goodness. Well, everybody. <laughs> yeah, seriously, hold on for that crazy ride. Where the boo-boo's <laughs> Um, Zach, thank you for coming on. I'm, I'm glad you can contain your sports, uh, all your sportsterism. I'm the sportiest of them all. So. The, I know you're the sportiest guy out there, and we, we only really got to one sports article, so thank you for hanging on. Uh, the bowl on your hat, its eyes are glowing red in fury, but we'll just have to... <laughs> That's yep, the equivalent we'll just... of getting the light. Of getting the what? Getting the light. Like when you're on stage and they give you the light to be like, you got oh. five seconds wrap Oh, up. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, um, oh, yeah I, just, to, I just flash, I just flash it to like. I'm the, more used to the know. big the big shepherd's crook that yanks me off stage at the Apollo. <laughs> I bomb at the Apollo all the yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, if you want to tell us how you think we do at the Apollo, you can email us at bruisingtuesdaypodcast@gmail.com. You can comment on links at bruisingtuesday.com. Let's give it a nice episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Here comes a Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problem. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine, you feel better, friend. I'm playing with units.